Guts, and I'm joined as always by Dr. Duncanstein, Eddie Finn. Hey, hi, hello, and with us we've got our guest, John Laurent. Hey, buddy. Hey, what up, though? Hey, How's we're good. Going? I'm all right. How y'all feeling? Good. Pretty good, pretty good. good. Um, the, the Detroit player. Hey, one time. One time? One Whoa. time. What's, What's the story behind that Instagram handle? Detroit. I know you're from Detroit, obviously, yeah. but yeah, that's the that's the biggest thing. Just wanting something to represent the the motherland, as I call it, and um, I just spell player the way Big Sean pronounces it sometimes. So I was able to put oh, the two nice. together awesome. and uh, just just represent for the city. Nice, nice. So do you have anything else to plug? We're gonna do plugs up top now. I wish I did. I'm gonna manifest that a show booking will come in after this. And I'll be able to attach it when I post the show. In the meantime, I do not have anything to plug. So what's your what's your Twitter? My Twitter is the same, but my Twitter is very can get very sad. So Instagram <laughs> yeah, is a little lighter and a little more fun. So I usually catch your, your Twitter in the middle of a run of music, which is usually really good music. Oh, I appreciate that, man. That's music is definitely something that's uh a major part of my day-to-day, so... I usually get Pistons news from you. (laughs) (laughs) Man, it's funny because, like, the Pistons, I still root for them, but I haven't followed them the same, and I feel like my fandom was forever impacted by LeBron, specifically that 25-point fourth quarter he had against them. Like, it just... It was never the same after that. Just embarrassing, just to be like, I can't... I can't can't work with this. It was... It was just tough, man. It was just like... it, it. like it took a piece of me. Yeah, I it took a piece of me that day, which sounds so absurd to say, but it was it was tough to watch. But also, I appreciate greatness as well. So it's it's conflicting on some level, but also just like, damn, man. Yeah, and there's nothing like just getting your fucking heart ripped out by an absolute killer like LeBron. Oh my like goodness, that, that happened with us with uh, the Raptors this year. Watching that, watching Kawhi hit that, that shot. Kawhi oh. series to end on I think that I bring shot. that up every podcast. <laughs> I'm just so... Until there's new Sixers basketball, I'm not going to have another Sixers basketball thought. <laughs> like, I, I've been watching the offseason so intently, and none of that stuff matters. I've just seen it all bounce. Ha. 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 Oh, man. That video almost makes it worth it. Do, do you... <laughs> oh, did Kawhi laugh? Yeah. Do you, so there was some great images captured of the the waiting for the to see how the shot landed. Do y'all that one that one picture alone has like five different faces that it's like Kawhi Kawhi in that like crowd crouching. Yeah, he's the only one who knew. Like there, there's no doubt in my mind that he was just like, yeah, it's in. Like, obviously the ball's just going to do what Yo, it's he knew, supposed to. He knew that they won that game the second he touched the ball that possession. Oh, yeah. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, 100% arrogance, but I absolutely believe he was just like, oh, I got it, we won. Kawhi's definitely that guy that has that, like, I'm the fucking best mentality. Yeah. Yeah, you saw that the way that he, like, orchestrated that Paul George trade behind the scenes this summer. Stayed low and build like it was. I didn't expect that to come. Um, and I think just in terms of his mindset, that's something that you want to have. That you just, as soon as you touch it, it's going in. You just have that that confidence level of, look, I'm I'm here. I'm gonna do this. Yeah, especially in a playoffs where LeBron's not even in it. Like, everyone else has just kind of fallen by the wayside. Everyone else is just, like, touted as the best in the game. These are all the people. And, like, his name only comes up now. Like, it didn't come up at the beginning of the playoffs. It's like, he's the best. Uh, like, now he's, he is. It's like, everyone just says it outright. He's the best. I'll tell you, the, the last time that Kawhi being the best came up was uh, the first quarter of that Warriors uh, series. The one, uh, uh, yeah. the one where I think in, like, the third quarter was when he went down on yeah. – Zaza's ankle. Oh, that man. that game, I remember like yeah. watching that, thinking, "Oh my God, Kawhi might kill the Warriors this year." <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get too far, Eddie, what are your plugs? Uh, my plug just Eddie Finstagram on Instagram, Eddie J Finn on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'll post your stuff there when it comes up. 
Cool. I'm Danny underscore Getz on Instagram and Twitter. I have some shows coming up in October that I'll talk about more on later shows and all that stuff. Look out for the Greg one. That one's going to be insane. It's October 18th. I'll have more details again later. Uh, DannyGetz.com for everything else. Logos and flyers and all that stuff. I will make them. John is very nicely wearing one that I made on the shirt right now, and it makes me so happy. But, uh, Shout out to Brooke Tomlinson. I love you. That's right. You can buy the Brooke Tomlinson Reading Rainbow shirt at my Public that you can access through my website, DannyGetz.com. Don't forget about your logo shirt. Oh, that's right. There's a, a Temple Owl mocked up to say my last name instead of Temple, or Owls. I replaced Owls with my last name. So if anybody wants to rep me, other than John, <laughs> the only one outside of my and the family sure. too. I love it. <laughs> uh, also, Wish the Robot Records, wishtherobotrecords.com. The Che album will be done by the end of the month, and we'll have a release date pretty soon. So Ooh. keep your eyes out for that. Another thing that John is all over. <laughs> I'm going to be a laugh ringer. That's going to be my next career. John was just sitting stage right the whole time, and you listen to the recording, and you're like, there's John's laugh. John has the best laugh. I appreciate that. I've uh, I've been told that even if you can't see me because of the lights, that you can hear me in the crowd and, and my people know when I'm at a show. So that's a good feeling. Oh, there, there have definitely been times. I think it's the first time I ever met you was with Punchline Mike. It was. And you were like tucked in the corner. I was like, I was in the cut. This guy? <laughs> eventually, like, I ended up just like kind of hovering over I there. think that was the night I met you too. It was, yeah. yeah. Same night. Yeah, you were just like all in. And I was like, Nobody is this all in for this stuff. I like it was like reinvigorating to just be like, oh no, you, you're allowed to just watch this and like it. It's like- <laughs> yeah, when you're when you're in the room, you're literally like the most supportive motherfucker in Philly comedy. It's I, great. I appreciate that. And on Instagram, it makes me feel great. Oh man, I, Fo- I, follow John on Instagram because he might follow you back and you'll get all the same love. It's <laughs> well, spreading love doesn't cost anything, man. It, it, it might take a little time, and I just try to spread it. People are very gracious with me and, and show me a lot of love, so I just try to put it back out there. That's awesome. So, what is sports in your life? Your upbringing, what you do now, what, what did you play, did you watch? What is, what is your interaction with sports? Man, sports was, uh, sports was really cool growing up because we couldn't really watch TV during the week. So Saturdays would be well Friday night you had TGI Fridays and then <laughs> and then um we would also like maybe rent a game or a blockbuster movie RIP I miss those days Ah oh, man it was like walking in and picking a movie just because the cover looks like something might be good in it like you have no idea like now now I could walk into a blockbuster and like know every movie that was in it if they still existed but yeah like, at the time I didn't care about any of that stuff you're just like give me movies yeah picking up a pizza on the way home and this is just what we're gonna do whether it's good or not that was the Friday night ritual man it was nothing like it so then and then Saturday mornings it was like cartoons yep. and um like Michigan football then Sundays it was Lions football so sports were cool because it gave me a chance to watch TV and it also was a good way to bond with my pops. Uh, my mom's a sports fan as well. Um, one thing, because I'm, I'm from Detroit originally, like we established. Um, one, one time I was at home during the holidays and me and my dad were watching the Lions. They were getting their doors blown off by the Cowboys in, in prime time. But it was like, oh, man. Is that a, a Thanksgiving thing? Well, it can be. Is that an extra tradition? <laughs> well, it's past. It's part of everyone's Thanksgiving tradition is the Lions are playing. But, like, is that extra what's, to be your team? What's interesting is, well, Thanksgiving is always cool. Like, it's always been cool that that's been their thing. And that's their biggest positive claim to fame probably as a team yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of darkness with that. It's, it can be rough, man. Um, the, the Cowboys game was actually, I think it was just like a Monday nighter. Oh, okay. But it was cool because... It was just like, man, I'm watching this game with my pops. And that's the thing I miss. Well, that's one thing I miss about being away is just the regular everyday stuff. Like, yeah, you miss big moments, birthdays, yeah. shit like that. But just your day-to-day, like, hey, I'm going to just sit and talk to my mom or I'm going to sit and watch a game with my dad. Um, it's definitely something you appreciate. Thanksgiving was interesting this past year because – well, last year, I guess – because they were playing the Bears and the Bears, they beat them pretty bad. Then they start hitting the like they, there was like an interception return for a touchdown. They start hitting like the um the temptation shuffle in the end zone, and as a, <laughs> and as somebody that appreciates disrespect, 
I was like, ah, yeah, I, I see y'all. I get it. I, I I wanted to salute, but at the same time, I was like, damn, y'all hitting the, the so, temp. Y'all hitting you know, the, the shuffle in my city in the end zone. Like it just it cut there, me. There is nothing like just being fucking disrespected <laughs> after a touchdown. Did you? I remember uh, Thanksgiving last year against the Eagles Cowboys. I don't know. It wasn't Eagles Cowboys, but it was. The Eagles were in the Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. But I, ago, I forget, yeah. but it was uh, a Cowboys game and someone scored a touchdown and they did the um, Markel Fultz like double oh, clutch. Double like, clutch. That's right. Oh, my free God. Free throw. Like, I, I remember seeing that, that, that and that being hurt. like. That hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Although, it was... although now that he's gone and it all played out the way it did, I'm just like, what a funny looking shot! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, it's so like, it's so it's, much when it's easier. Not shots not going in for your team. You're just like, what is he doing? I still think he could be good. You think oh, so? I, I, oh, I, 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 think, have, I think folks can still be like real. I, I think Orlando is the place to for figure that to it work out. Too. They already picked up his option. Yeah, because, no one's gonna like, pay attention if like if you're bad, you're just still Orlando. Like you're. Fine. No, like, they they had to pick that up. That like takes all because if it is a mental thing, that takes off all the pressure. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Like it's the one thing the Sixers couldn't do because like they couldn't have been more supportive. Like they were like and Sixers fans couldn't have been more supportive. I, I can't believe. Like I went to the game that was like his comeback, and then he ended up missing the rest of the season anyway. But like he he got the ball and he put up an awful shot, but the whole place is just like, yeah, dude, you did it. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Even like, that's, when, not, that's not Philly. <laughs> even when he came back, like his rookie year, at like and he played the Nuggets on like that Monday night where he like announced the the team announced like Markel Fultz will play tonight. Yeah, yeah, and like I remember watching that game and like the whole crowd like standing ovation when he got yeah checked. It, it was like Philly fans could not have been more supportive of this dude. We're like. Yeah. Ben Simmons gets it too. Where like every time he puts up a shot, like, no matter how bad it looks, people are just like, "No, dude, just do that. Just keep. You're good." Nah, there is a contingent of Philly fans that like will shit on Ben, like oh, absolutely. Ben Simmons, and, like, unrelentlessly. They are not wrong to do it. Well, to the shot at least. Everything else is pretty much untouchable. In my life. But the shot. <laughs> if, you're, if you're gonna make fun of Ben Simmons' shot. Absolutely, go nuts! Like, Are you? Oh, he's only laid that out for you. To speaking do. of uh, Ben Simmons, uh, something Detroit related with him. Did you watch the uh, roast of uh, Alec Baldwin? I haven't seen with, it yet. Like Blake Griffin made a, a Caitlyn Jenner joke about uh, uh, thanking her for all of uh, the children. Oh, for real? Yeah, oh, like on behalf I, I of all of the NBA. I saw that clip. Thank you for the daddy issues yeah. you gave all the NBA. And wow. If the rapper's on the chart. Yeah. Hell no. Nah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Blake Griffin's funny. Yo, he's I, got chops, man. Yeah. I, I hear that, and I haven't I haven't seen it proven. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one of those, like, the joke was fine. Yeah, was like, but, like, the delivery was good. It was, it was so And that was also, like, written for him. Well, yeah. Like, but, it, it felt like he didn't know how to respond to the response to it. But, like, it was the time, like, immediately well, he after the joke where perform, he was just like... He doesn't perform do? live. He has. Yeah, he, but... He like, got he, just for that. But not... He doesn't, like... <laughs> he doesn't regularly, like, do stand-up, though. That's true, yeah. You know, so Could you I, imagine going from, like, oh, man, I love comedy, I'm in L.A., and just, like, we're gonna send you to the Midwest... <laughs> Like, have fun. Yeah, I'm so glad open mic scenes don't trade you yeah. to other open mic scenes. Although I kind of look like it at this point. Oh my god. Give me uh, a fresh start. Yeah. <laughs> so you saying I should hold off on pressing up my um my Blake Griffin for ro- for Wasted Robot t shirts? I'll do it. For right now? Or I, mean, I mean it'd be it'd be high profile and it'd be hard to say no. But um, Give him some time to develop I, a little I more. Know, I want I want his hour to be better than his dunk contest. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's a high bar. I mean, that's that that dunk contest. He has to jump over a Kia in his hour. He, he, he has to jump over the high part of a Kia in his hour. You can't jump over the hood. I can jump on. I can if I can jump on the hood, an NBA player can jump over the hood. Like. Oh man, you downgrading the jumping over a vehicle. I it's mean, a tough crowd. My favorite part of that whole thing was Baron Davis popping out of the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> that means he had to get in the car. <laughs> yeah. I love Baron Davis. He, he might be 
Like, Baron Davis is fucking. Is he still fucking Laura Dern? I don't. <laughs> I, I, what? I, I literally. I'm, I'm, I just heard that question asked by somebody else, and I was just. Driving, <laughs> and I couldn't look it up because I was driving, and I just totally forgot to. So I still don't know the answer. Was I the one that asked you that question? You might have been. It's totally possible. I appreciate you not looking it up while you're driving. That's yeah. live on arrival, man. I salute you for yeah, that. I'll get there and I'll remember, but I always forget. I, I ask that anytime, Baron David. Like it's either that or like the alien abduction. The alien that he is the funniest. Wait, what happened with that? Uh, he went on um, uh, Champs, Neil Brennan and Moshe Kasher's old podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He talked about how he was like abducted by aliens. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is like I thought this was like a recent Area Fifty One thing. I don't uh, know. It was like, like twenty twelve. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. And he, he also attempted a comeback for the Sixers for. A oh yeah, he was because he was in Delaware he with the um. In Delaware, yeah. I thought about driving to go see him. I'm not I, gonna lie. I didn't find out until much later. I wasn't paying that much attention at the time. Gotcha. Regret it. Like I, I love Baron Davis. Like, he Baron did, Davis man. On the Warriors was like what got me into basketball. Oh, the like, we the we believe team was that crazy. Was so good. There was a, a kid that I went to high school with who um, he was like such a big Warriors fan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because it was like during like the We Believe yeah. years. And I was like, God, I like think look, he was so annoying about it. But it was all it, he, would, he didn't say anything about Curry. It was all about like, you know, like Monte Ellis. Monte was nasty. Yeah. But yeah. like I, I was like, I just thought he was a Monte Ellis fan, and now, yeah. he, and then he just I, got to like. I bet you there's a lot of people who like refuse to jump on the bandwagon who are still like big Monte people. They're just like, no, he was my guy. You, you, you sent him away. So like, I don't care about your team anymore. And then they go and win every title. And like, there, there has to be those people. Yeah, for sure. Like that whole area is like the worst kind of fan. Like, there's no way they all just like stayed on board. It's hard to root for laundry, like to to be dedicated through the all the the changes. They they trade away your favorite guy, they let him walk, they cut him, whatever it is. It's like I'm supposed to just keep riding with these people. Like when Calvin Johnson retired, say so. How does that feel as a Lions fan, where everyone just keeps leaving? When Calvin Johnson retired, I cried as a fully grown man that has that was not going over the middle to catch those passes. That was not getting hit in the head. That was not enduring all those losing seasons. But I was just like, man, he made a lot of teams that were rough, watchable, and gave them a lot of chances, and he put it all on the line. Yeah. And he had enough. And I, you know, I couldn't be mad at him, but it was just like, damn, I'm gonna miss watching him play. I mean, that that whole like, I, I had a friend who is much like I don't watch college football like at all. But my friend like watched all college football and was like obsessed with Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And, like. So Georgia Tech. I Georgia Tech, was, yep, yep, like, it was. Like it was like the only time in his life he ever watched Georgia Tech. He's like, this guy is just so good. So <laughs> like he was like one of the only people coming out of college that I was ever aware of. Uh-huh. So I was paying like extra attention. It was like when Chris Paul came out, and I was like, I somehow that year I had watched a bunch of Wake Forest games, and I was like, this guy's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he gets drafted, and I'm like, I'm just gonna, he's my guy now. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay, stay on with him. Yeah. But like it was the same thing where it's just like. Oh wow, he's actually as good as my friend says he is, and like gets to the NFL and he's better, like, <laughs> better than everybody. So good, man. Like, I guess the Lions just don't pay people. <laughs> like, it's tough. They like don't, they don't negotiate. That's actually it's interesting you mentioned that too because that's actually part. It's a point of contention now that Calvin's been retired is that the team because you have like I think you have like the option of asking for whatever guarantees or signing bonus or whatever money back. And, like, when Andrew Luck retired, the Colts were like, you know, hey, man, that's that's your money type deal. They didn't, yeah. they didn't touch it. Calvin and Lions asked for some money back. And it's and he hasn't really been connected to him since. And, and he's even said, like, this is what you would have to do to fix it. And so they've been, like, they've been trying to keep the open door type thing. But it's just like, hey, man, just cut that check. Like, it's, yeah. it's Calvin Johnson. You want him to... Embrace the franchise and uh, to come back and, and get his just due. It, it took twenty years for Barry Sanders to do it. Like, That's the he's he's the best running back I've seen in my entire life, and his team basically just disowned him for basically the same reason. Yeah, it's it's a bad look. I mean, when you talk about a franchise, when it you talk about a franchise, an NFL te- when you talk about a team and how much teams generate, and for them to be 
You could say like, oh, you didn't earn it, air quote, but it's it just comes off petty. You could also and, make the case that like a lot of these players are underpaid. Oh, for sure. For what they generate, for what they go through. People talk about like, yeah, you get paid a King's Ransom to play a child's game, but it's like so much goes into that. Yeah, that's oh, like absolutely. that's your life. Yeah, exactly. Like you're missing Exactly. It and is. Like you get on that field, motherfucker, that is not a child's game. Yeah, it's Yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. No one gets CTE at a child's game. Think about Got like a point. NBA, if you're really good, you don't get to see your family on Christmas. We're like, there's that's, all of those type of things. That's like, true. You just have to do your job. You can, get, like, no you can literally get it. traded from your job to another job on no notice. Yeah. yeah. And even the first team you go to, you don't have a say in. So when people talk about like all this loyalty stuff, it's like, yo, a team could... See, I mean, the Lions had they had Josh Johnson as their backup quarterback. They just cut him in week two and picked up Jeff Driscoll. And it's like, you know, maybe Josh Johnson gets picked up somewhere else or whatever it is. But I remember like, um, man, who was it? Damn, I can't think of his name. I can see him too. But it was a running back. Uh, damn, uh, Justin Forsett. Justin Forsett, I think I traded to the Lions. And it was like the dead. I, I think it was. This is like a few years back. Either they traded him or the Lions picked him up, whatever it was. But it was like the dead of winter. He's in, I think he was with the Ravens at the time where he had recently been with them. That was the last place I knew. Yeah. I, he, I don't know. He wasn't with the Lions very long, I don't think. But basically, like, he had to drive to Detroit in the winter. Seriously. Meanwhile, leaving his family behind. His wife may have been pregnant. I can't remember. But it's just – it's like people forget about the human side because yeah. – Guys wear masks, and because they make so much money, and it's like, yeah, you're still dealing with real life. It's like, uh, yeah. It's, there's such a big, I mean, it's basically the same as like being an Instagram influencer, where like you're presenting such a big, showy, like face to the world because mm-hmm. if you did anything else, they'd be like, yeah, but you're making so much money. So like, <laughs> you don't have the opportunity to actually show how you're feeling yeah. in an honest way. So you have to be like, look at this cool thing I bought. Or right. like, look at this thing I'm, I'm paid to sponsor. Like, you don't get to just, like, show the bad side of it. Yeah. Going through, like, the loneliness and all that stuff. Like, yeah. I'm a human. Like, yeah. and, and Kevin get, Kevin Durant gets gets killed a lot of times because he's so honest about it. And it's like, yeah, I I want to – I really like playing ball and I like – interacting with people and whatever it is but like also it could be very frustrating and i could be the the circus i could do it out and then people are like oh you're so sensitive it is and it's like okay to a point it's like yo katie do you have to respond to everybody that sends you hate but especially when it's like a teenager (laughs) that's what those burner accounts are He's like, you're right. I shouldn't do this. And then he switches over to the other account. He's like, hey, why are you saying these mean things about him? He's so good. It's like the Kermit meme with the uh, the one in the black hood. Like, looking back at each other. It's like, or the the angel and the demon on your shoulders. Like, man, I got, I got this. I got my higher self telling me one thing. But at the same time, it's like. Hit that burner. I'm going to meet you where you are, man. We're going to have to get in the mud with it. That was my whole thing with Marshawn Lynch. We're like. What an incredible player, but then to just be 100% honest the whole time yeah. was so impressive. It's hard to do. Like, to just be like, nah, you guys give me anxiety. I don't like this. And then everyone's like, hey, why? He's like, I don't know. It just is. Deal with it. <laughs> it's a very honest answer of like, I don't know why it's happening, but it's happening. Let's all get on the same page. Yeah, this is uncomfortable. Y'all not asking me anything real that I can connect with. It's the same stuff. I'm here so I'm I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like it's yeah. I came to I came to do my job. I didn't really come. I didn't really I know that all this other stuff is part of it, but I didn't really sign up for the rest of this. Let me just do my thing. Yeah, I remember seeing a couple of weeks ago where uh Justin Verlander got in trouble for like trying to keep someone from the Detroit Free Press out of the locker room. That seemed a little and weirder. It was like it was like even if he has like the, I ended up reading the beef and it was okay. It was, yeah, it was the, the the story. The story before I knew the reason. I was like, he shouldn't have to talk to someone he doesn't want to talk to. Like, right. he played in Detroit. I'm sure he has a history with this guy that he doesn't like. Yeah. So like, he shouldn't have to talk to him. Like, I get media obligations and all that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. if you have a negative relationship and this person is only there to perpetuate a negative relationship, you shouldn't have to talk to him. But then yeah, it's like that's basic like workplace. 
HR 101 type shit. Yeah, and like, apparently the whole thing was over like an, an eclipse story. Yeah. Like, Justin Verlander is like a space nerd. Uh huh. Guy misrepresented something about Justin Verlander watching the eclipse at like whatever the peak spot is. Yeah. And Justin Verlander got mad because he like, being a space nerd and then being outed as a space nerd, he hated, I guess. Yeah, he put it out there without his consent or didn't know it was on the record type thing, which it was like, oh, man. Like, so that, I, I definitely, same type of deal. When I read that, I was like, ah, oh, come on, JV. But I guess the, I guess on, I see what you, I, I hear what you're saying. I also think the person should be allowed in and you might not, just address whatever they ask, which is also, I don't know, it's tough because they're just trying to do their job too. I mean, I've seen it before in those locker room interviews where like someone will ask a question and the guy will just outright ignore it. <laughs> which is like, it's fine. It's totally acceptable. You, yeah. just, you answer the next guy's question and the, the guy knows it. He gets it. He knows what he did. Yeah. Like, so like, you know what you did. That's all. Like everybody is so honest with reporters like about when they fuck up. Otherwise, they don't tell them anything. Yeah. Like, because yeah, uh, not to cut you off, but Westbrook had a beef with uh, one of the beat writers recently. I guess in OKC, I can't remember what the what the source of the friction was though. But uh, it's interesting. Hear about that. It's interesting too because it's as as frustrating as I can imagine it is for players. It's probably frustrating on the on the journalist side too, just because both of them help the leagues go, and they. Yeah. You know, so it's like you're I'm getting this information out to the people that are interested in hearing from you. And because of our our friction, then we're not we're not able to do it. So that's a tough thing. Yeah, like I know people like I watch the Phillies as much as possible still. Mm -hmm. And I know people who are only able to participate in those conversations with me because they still get the paper and read the paper. Okay, they don't stay up and watch the game. They get full like game recap articles in the paper in the morning. And that's how they have the conversation. It's like. Says, like these people are necessary. Like that feels very obsolete, but like these people are necessary to like actually convey what's happening, like the human side of sports. For sure, which is what draws people in, I guess. Right? Yeah, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, like the whole the whole point is to make people care. And how are you supposed to care about something that you don't have anything but the like true superficial level of? You yeah, know, it's it's weird because like for me, I'm so drawn to just like the weird things that happen in sports. We're like, mm-hmm. like brought it up with the episode last week where Scott Kingery had an inside the park home run where the guy caught it and got real, real cocky. Cause it was an over the fence catch. He was just leaning over. He caught it and he went to bring it back down and was like jumping. And then on the way back down, he just threw the ball and didn't realize it. And then Kingery just kept running and he, he scored. It. it was like weird shit like that. Really? In sports. And like, I wouldn't need the human side of that to be into that. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like there's so much of like, because like baseball writers are so lofty with their words and everything means so much in the history and all this. Like, I don't know that I would think of it in that context if it weren't for all of those annoying people. That like, it just like worked its way into my head that like, oh, this weird stuff is so unique. It's rare. I'm, I'm seeing something that like, I might not even, I might never see again. And like, mm-hmm. this game's been played for over a hundred years and I'm seeing this thing right now. And like, I don't know if, like, I didn't read all those baseball poetry kind of things that like, the history of baseball is like the most important history of America. Like, I've read all those books. I get, I, I somehow latched onto it, but like, I read it and I roll my eyes the whole time, but now I think that way. Like, Do you feel like that's still like, like baseball still feels as important now? Because I I, I don't think it does. I don't think it has that same level of importance because I think it hasn't managed its audience in any sort of way. Yeah. But cause like you look at like the NBA who have just like put their players forefront and just letting them take over the world, which is awesome. Yeah. And then like NFL is, I guess, playing to the other side of it. <laughs> very much the opposite. Right. Very right. much worse on that front, but like still knows how to promote itself. But like baseball, I don't think has any idea. Like they're they're only writing history at this point. And like I love it, but I can't imagine convincing someone else to. Like, like, like sit down and watch nine innings of the game <laughs> where 
this might not even be the one where stuff happens. But yeah, there's no there's no clock on it. It could be yeah. till and it, it was weird too when um was it Mike Trout that they were like blaming him for not being more like out there and being the face of baseball type of thing as opposed to like just trying to be like, hey, here's this awesome player that people need to be aware of. Like, I remember coming up through like the Sosa McGuire thing where like that was so big. The two of them didn't have to do anything. They just fucking hit they, homers. They were just so and good did at steroids. baseball. Yeah. It was like the chicks dig the long ball. Like the Oh uh, yeah. The, the night was it the Nike commercials yeah, and the like, ESPN stuff? So like like the whole game of baseball was able to find this little niche in this market where everyone's watching this home run chase. It was a fun summer. But like they didn't like they didn't have to put the players forefront. Like the game was just the game, but everyone loved it. Has anyone come close to breaking the home run record in the past couple of years? I don't know. There was a couple of people on like record paces this year, but I think they've all kind of fallen off at some point along the way. So Yelich was like crushing it for a long time, and he just got hurt, so I think he's going to finish out the year. So yeah, I don't, know. I don't think anyone's really come close to it. Bonds was what, 73. Yeah, but that's, which, that's, that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> that, that's not going to happen. Like, but even that has a little like asterisks. Yeah, next to Mark freaking Echo bought the ball and it was like I'm just gonna brand this piece of history. You're like, why do you think you get to do that? Oh, I'm sorry about steroids. Oh yeah, but the, there's a literal asterisk on that 73. Like, he, oh really? He, I don't know if he actually did it, but he bought it with for, that like, intention. An insane amount of money from the guy who like actually caught it, and he said he was going to brand it. That's so whack. With like an asterisk. Oh, wow. Like, really, dude? Like, come on, man. Your clothes aren't even that cool. You, <laughs> you, don't, get to, you don't get to do this. You don't make that call. Yeah, that's. You I mean, wasn't in them in the cages. That whole asterisk stuff in baseball is so annoying to me. Where everyone's like, well, the game has changed, but like everyone talks about all the numbers as if they're all the same anyway. So, like, why do you get to decide that, like, the like 61. Like, but however many years ago mm-hmm. is like different than seventy and like the two thousands. Like, like it, either it's the same or it's not. You can't just like have it both ways and argue that like, well, the game has changed, but it also hasn't changed enough. You're like, okay, whatever. That's an interesting point because there definitely is. It's like you can never compete against nostalgia. Like that's one thing oh, that yeah. that always factors in. But then also, yeah, like even taking away from steroids, you're talking about just getting specialized training earlier or just the evolution of equipment and I, I would be willing to guess, although it's still just hypothetical because you're how that's changed change. Sorry. I no, sorry cool. to oh, off. I was just like evolution of equipment. It's still a wooden bat. There there is definitely like different streamlining and like people have very specific bat orders. Okay. They're like, I mean, there, there's regulations to it, but like, mm-hmm. you can get different wood, you can get different, like, shape, you can, like, like you can't cork it. But like, okay, well, I'm a fucking idiot then. But like, so. it's, it's, yeah. it's subtle, but like, yeah. it's just the science of everything moves Ugh. forward, and you're like, well, this is still within the rules, and it's a lighter bat, so you can come around quicker, and it's just a stronger piece of wood, so like, you're just better now. Okay. But like, I, I would be willing to guess that players now will be better than players in like the steroid era just by nature of having better training and having better things available to them. It's like, think about like in basketball, like right now is like inarguably the best era of basketball talent just because people like, could not compete with this level of talent. Right. But if this, if this got like LeBron in a hyperbolic chamber, yeah, and- you, you can't, you can't compete with that. Like, you, you just can't. There's no way that, like, science of the 90s is just going to, like, somehow make a player good enough. Because, like, back then, you was like, yeah, I'm going to eat, a, like, a 23-ounce steak or whatever before every game like Jordan was doing. And you're like, <laughs> like no, you're going to lose. Like, yeah. I get it. You're the best of your era. For but, sure. Like, you're not going to compete in another era. Yeah, you cannot do that now. And, like, even the players now probably couldn't go back because... If you play as physically as they play now, you're just going to get called for everything. Like you're you're out of your your realm in either direction. Yeah, LeBron. I think I heard or read that he spends like a million dollars a year, like on his body, yeah. just in terms oh, I of. It, yeah. yeah. So 
I mean, we when we go back to talking about your body as your job and it being just all consuming, it's just like this is how important it is for me to be at my my peak physical self. And I mean, for him to get to 15, 16 years deep and not have a major injury until last year is pretty incredible too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was I was surprised that it was that long. Like I, I hadn't even like considered that LeBron was in the league for as long as he was until he got hurt and I was like, Wow, this is this is the first time this happened. For like, real. Especially with like all those years where he was in the finals for like eight years in a row. Right. You're that's talking almost about- like two regular seasons. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's, a hun- that's a lot of hundred game seasons coupled with international stuff. You know, playing the yeah. Olympic ball True. as well. So Basically. yeah, that's that's some deep runs, man. That's a lot of miles on your body. Yeah, there's not a lot of a lot of rest in between. Not yeah, at I all. I remember watching it was not watching. I remember seeing a picture of LeBron training. It was like the day after the season ended, and it was just like him walking down a street, just holding a giant tire. Like that was his training. He was like, That's this insane. Is, this is my light day. I'm just carrying a monster truck tire. Like, all right, dude. I guess you got to relax somehow. <laughs> wow. That's just hard to fathom. There are two Pistons-related themes that I want to ask you about. Were you? I don't know how old you were. Were you alive for the Bad Boys? I was, but I'm. I, I remember them mostly in clips. Okay. Like same with like the Fab Five. Like I, I did watch them, but I was like, I was a pup, so I, I don't okay. remember them. I see the highlights and it kind of jogs something, but it's I remember it more in highlights than um the, than watching them live. The uh, Chris Webber timeout is like my favorite sports blooper ever. Is that right? I, like it, it's just such a like a bonehead moment where like and he owned it and like. It's yeah. one of those things where, like, your your season shouldn't come down to this. So, like, to put it all on him is like a bunch of scapegoating is happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, you think that's worse than uh, the Jr. Oh no, that's that's terrible. That, yeah. that that's heartbreaking. That one I can't actually watch. The Chris Webber one is just funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, like there's speak there's, like, for yourself. There's stuff where like yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, it's cool. You're cool. There's like the Conseco like ball off the head over the fence home run where like. Especially because it was Jose Canseco, that like it's a big dummy. Just instead of catching the ball, he lined it up wrong and it hit his head and went over the fence. Seriously? Like, there's all of these bloopers, but like I love the Chris Webber one because like everyone else gets embarrassed and tries to hide it. And he was just like, "Yeah, that was stupid. I was dumb. That was a bad move." And then he's just owned it for like the rest of his life. He's just like, "Yeah, I'm not good at that part." Yeah, it's one of them things. I think they might even have made a joke about it in Uncle Drew. They did. This is now the fifth, sixth episode where Uncle Drew. <laughs> I legitimately love that movie. It was. It did a. I think it did a nice job of like. Still haven't seen it. I I, I was walking. I guess I have to watch this before we record the next one. It's going to come up again. It's it's on HBO or it was when I was still on HBO. So you okay. might you might be able to pull it up on HBO. But I think did I talk about the, the Get Out joke on here yet? I don't remember. If, if I did, then I'm sorry. If I didn't, then I'm going to do it now. That's okay. Also, if I did and you're hearing it again, that means you're everyone I've ever met because I've told everyone how much I love this joke multiple nice. times. And like, there, there's a, a style of joke that is so dumb and meta that happens in movies that I just eat it up. It's like, this shouldn't be here. There's no way this person would say this. Yeah. But, well, first, I'll give the example of if Straight Out of Compton, it's. Ice T's son, who plays Ice T, is sitting at. You mean Ice Cube? Ice Cube, sorry. He's sitting at the computer writing Friday, and he writes the line, "You got knocked the fuck out." Says it out loud. He goes, "Ha ha, that's funny." Ice. And then he goes and sleeps with the woman playing his mom. That whole scene just blows my mind. But like, it's not the middle of a scene. That is the whole scene. There's there's nothing really relative before it. There's nothing relative after it. Duh. It's the whole scene. And it is so funny to me. That Duh. It's, like, it's, it's also F. Gary Gray. He's like, oh, man, this is our first collaboration. I got to make sure this thing's in the movie. And it's just, <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? But anyway, the, the Uncle Drew one, they're driving into the woods. And Lil Rel is like, I don't trust you. I saw Get Out. Hilarious! Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't remember that. Like it's it's definitely like ADR. It's totally like you're not looking at him. It's a it's a sky like drone shot of the van that they're driving, 
And then it just like basically it might as well just be voiceover. Yeah. He just chimes in. He's like, "Yeah, I saw Get Out." And you're like, "I hope so." <laughs> Silly as hell. I, I love those jokes. They are so stupid. <laughs> I gotta um. Uh, the other other team I want to ask you about. Uh, well, actually, no, we can talk about Bad Boys a little bit more. If so, you... last year was the 20th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Did you get swept up in any of that? Because I found myself getting swept up in some of that. I thought it was really cool just to see them come back together. I, I wasn't, um, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I was uh, all over it, though. I had a hard time with Isaiah Thomas because he's become such a Mariah. weird, upsetting figure in his time since Yeah, playing. he's a shithead. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a terrible person, a terrible general manager, a terrible owner. He's it's weird thinking, like, because the bad boys got weird because, like, you know, the all the Isaiah stuff happened and then, like, Dennis Rodman and the North Korea yeah. stuff. The only His one, 30 for 30 is supposed to be really good. I haven't seen that yet. I, yeah, I need to see it. I heard like a whole rundown and it feels it feels sad in a way that it's not supposed to. Oh, really? And like like and again like a well-made movie kind of sad. Yeah. Like, like everyone's being very honest, but they don't realize that they're saying things that are like that's not great. <laughs> like gotcha. Like there's there's the whole story of Dennis Rodman, I guess in college. Like he's like a notorious loner doesn't like doing anything so like in college like there was some kid who was just around like a literal kid and Dennis Rodman befriended him and just like started going to his house for dinner with his family and like it's like a friend of the family still and like all this stuff and like apparently the mom was like super racist and like said said those specific words to Dennis Rodman while he while he was invited into their house and then Dennis Rodman like his response is something along the lines of like I just never even thought about how that might be racist. You're like, you don't really have any idea of like who you are or how you exist in this world. Like, Damn. It's, it's so... Like, I think that might be the only clip I saw. Like, it was just so weird that like, I couldn't go and watch the I rest got of it. Yeah, that's tough. Like, it, it's wow. so strange. I also just watched the uh, Bruce Willis roast where he was awful. I I don't even I, I never saw that. Yeah, he was he was roasting Bruce Willis. Did that happen after North Korea? I think it was after the first time. He oh my god, he had to have gotten lit up for that. Oh yeah, yeah. There was a lot of like basketball diplomacy. Yeah, it was one of those where like everyone was like, "This is such an easy joke, and you are not going to get it." But they still kind of made him anyway. But anyway, you were you were saying. Uh, the the other team I wanted to ask you about uh, was O uh, four Pistons. That was now that was that one I definitely felt more attached to because that was like my senior year of high school. So that was the summer after we graduated, and for them to be, um, for them to take out the Lakers in a in a five game series to like be built the way they were built too of just like um, we're just a bunch of guys basically. Like, yeah, a lot of guys, tough guys. Though a lot of guys that were like overlooked or cast off, or I mean, Chauncey played on so many teams. He had been like <laughs> traded around because he got traded in his rookie season. Yeah, which is crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like some Landry Shamit shit, which is it's insane too. Because you think about like after like that quick stretch, he was basically the same player he was before again. Like he he had that burst of like I am incredible. Oh yeah, the Mister. And then he just went right back. <laughs> But he was still pretty, even when he was like just normal, he was still pretty fucking good and efficient. He oh, was yes. that, he was nice. Like, he was even, nice. Even that like conference finals Denver team was like it was a it was Chauncey. Yeah, Mr. Oh, yeah. Mr. Big Shot. Um he made that thing go. And it's and it's it's interesting because they they made like what six or seven straight conference finals. And it's just interesting how quick a team can turn. Like you you make the you trade away Chauncey for AI and just it starts to fall off. But that that 04 team was special, man. Like it was it was fun watching them. They God Iverson was a piss. I know it's crazy. Yep. The crazy thing, because I was such a Iverson was a small G guy to me growing up. It was like him and Vic were like everything. 
I I even had some stingy braids because of them. Like it grew kind, it grew kind of my fro grew kind of long up top, but I just couldn't quite get the hang time on the back. So it was man, my my I had my my it's like I'm viscerally tensing up thinking about my I'm braiding the backs and and having the rubber bands on my um neck. But I, I grew my hair out because of them, man. And um, so Iverson, the Trey having as much as Chauncey's my guy. Iverson was like he was he was that deal. So the trade happened the same day Obama got elected the first time, and it was a bit of a push as to what was a bigger deal for me, which feels insane <laughs> that, to admit on a public forum. Doesn't but feel right to me, but yeah, like that's a, yeah, that's yeah, it was nuts. It was nuts. So much more happens in the NBA than politics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that O four team, man. I mean, like I think about. Like, I've never been to Coatesville, but for Rip to come in, he had his Rip City jerseys and stuff. So to be kind of close to that area, she, Ben Wallace, man, like, just Tayshawn. Like, I think, like, whenever there's a chase down block, I think about Tayshawn, like, Like, and and Reggie Miller. Like, it's... He's, I think, most like, the most underrated player of that era. He was so good on defense. Bruh, he did a lot. Like, think about how good that team was. And like he was right next to every big play. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like it wasn't, it wasn't sexy. Like it wasn't sexy with the 04 team. It wasn't sexy with the Bad Boys team. But they got it done. I mean, I, I love Rasheed Wallace. Like, oh yeah, he I, is. He, he's so like, good. To this day, is one of my favorite people. Like he would have been perfect in the NBA today. Like he's he, a guy that would have translated very well into yeah. the team. For sure. He's one of those people like who refuses to do what he's supposed to, but he's doing good, good things. Well, no, because he was just like the stretch four before the stretch four. Yeah, became, before it became really involved. And just a consummate team guy. Like, he'll, he'll step out and, and do what you need to do, but like, it, it really was about like how can we get this going as a collective. So I heard a story once of like while he was in the NBA, he came like home, wherever he lived here. And, like, just basically, like, went to a playground court and just, like, played as part of a team. Like, I believe it. It wasn't just, like, give me the ball. I'm just, I be- you guys have good NBA players. He just, like, fell in and was just playing. You're like, that's awesome. That's really dope. That's really there's dope. There's a, a mural around here somewhere, too. I think there's a... Oh, for real? Rashid Wallace. But there's murals of everybody in Philly. But that's I, I think there is a Rashid Wallace mural somewhere. Outside of outside of the people and the food, the murals are like my favorite thing about Philly. Like it's just yeah. it's such a cool thing to me, just to to have all that art living in so many places around town. Yeah, it's like every every surface is eligible. You just have to like yeah. You're like, you're like I'm gonna put a mural here, and they're like, all right, well we said yes to everybody else. <laughs> Why not? You just you just made bringing up the O four team just made me think though, just in terms of like that that coming together for the common goal. That's what I miss most about playing, cause like I played, I played high, I played football in high school, and like, um, yeah, I, I miss like actually physically playing, like being able to take out my aggression on the field yeah, in such sad. a way. But I also like I miss my teammates. I miss stupid inside jokes of yeah. like we <laughs> we used to think. <laughs> We used to like shoot each other with air guns and say Petro as though we were passing gas. And it's such a silly, <laughs> silly ass high school boy thing to do. But it's like, it was fun and it was ridiculous. And just little things like that, that I, I just miss being a part of a team. And yeah, um, that was, yeah. that's something I really enjoyed. I, I played for a bunch of years with the same people. I just like played the township football. Yeah. And I was with the same group of people for a really long time. Like maybe double digit years, I was with the same like core group of people. Yeah, that's crazy. So like it was just like you're you're traveling together, you're living together in different places, you're always over one of the other people's houses. Yeah. And then you're done playing and that's just done. Like, everyone that's just, like, it. goes back to their regular lives. Like, oh that was a cool thing we did. And then it's just done. Then it's just done. Like time time just continues to march on. Yeah, and, like there's not a lot of stuff like that for adults. Like Ooh. you can like do adult league stuff, but like those people still just go home to their like wives and kids and jobs and like they're not doing the same stuff. Like you just have to like realize that it's done. Yeah. Which is, which can be a challenge. It can be a challenge. And that just makes like, I've never gone to any of my high school reunions or anything, but if I'm at a wedding 
or if I'm back home or if there's just some type of gathering or I'm able to connect, it definitely like takes me back in a good way because nostalgia can also be a liar too. Like we could, oh, it's like you start revising history and it's just like, oh, it's it's like if you think about a a relationship past or something, it's like, oh, I miss this person, which is you know that's natural. But then it's also like, oh yeah, we didn't work because of X, Y, and Z, and it's like you don't you're not thinking about that part when you're like, yeah. So it's important to kind of see stuff for what it was instead of just you know like I wasn't I was I, I was. I cracked the rotation my senior year, but I rode the bench like almost my entire junior year. So yeah. it's not like I have these. It's like people. I, I remember one of my cousins like saying like that I better go to the league and stuff. And I was just thinking like, yo, man, I'm I'm a lineman size and I'm a kick returner's height. Like it's just it's just hard for me to like. Put, that. Yeah, it's just hard for that to be a yeah. thing. Let alone like my actual like ability right now. Like my feet are slow. I'm like, See, like I, w- I was a lineman. I was built like this, yeah, just like a little shorter. I got and you. Like, I, I've I've put on like twenty pounds since high school, but I also like grew the right amount. So like I'm literally just a smaller version of myself when I was playing football. And like, there's no way I should have been a lineman. Like, yeah, I had good hands. Like that was it. I, I was able to just like maneuver people. There you go. There's no way I should have been good at that. Sound technique. Yeah, I, I was like the the coaches like. Look, you just have to do it like this, like to all the kids who were actually like supposed to be in this position. Are you the shining example? Yeah, like, yeah I ended up being center because they were like, well, uh, you can do this and you can also think about stuff. So, are you the cerebral oh, guy? You need, you, need the, the, you need the one that's not a dumb fucking idiot to yeah. be center. Which was awful because like I, I just wanted to do anything. Else. <laughs> Like I, that's I, the I, price of being great, man. I, I loved like the responsibility, but I wanted to just like go out for a pass. Yeah, like come on, man. Can I? <laughs> I? I wasn't I wasn't fast, but I had like again I had great hands. Yeah. So like just like throw me a tight end. I'll block a bunch of times. I won't even think about it. I'll slip out. I'll catch a pass, and I'll be fine. Let me do my oh, thing, man. Yeah, I think I caught a pass for one, one or two times. I ended up my last year. I was playing defensive end, uh-huh. and I read a screen, and I just like picked it off, and I was like, yes. <laughs> Showed everybody. It took 14 years, but I did it. It's my moment. I was listening to it. I think it was a Fred Savage interview, and he was saying how, like, because he played. So after the Wonder Years, he had, like, a regular senior year of high school, I think it was. And he was, like, the third-string fullback. He was able to get in in the game and score a touchdown. And he said that was, like, to this day, the happiest memory of his life, including, like, getting married and having children, which, like, that just tickled me so much. But I also appreciated it, too, because it's almost like, you have to say that these important life moments are the most important. He's like, nah, man, when I was a third street fullback. Well, that's probably the most normal part of his life, honestly. And that's what, and that's what I that's what I was able to make that connection too. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like in the context, he's able to be like just he's a, like overcoming adversity, like coming like third string and scoring a touchdown. Like that's yeah. gotta like feel like an accomplishment for a dude that's been rich his whole fucking life. Yeah, like I'm Princess Pride. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, he's just been in stuff forever. He's a TV yeah. show that was on last season. Yeah, he's just directed around. a whole bunch of episodes and stuff. So to be able to get I mean, just that, a bunch of great TV. Yeah, just that sprinkle of normalcy had to be huge. But yeah, it's it's, it's good you mentioned that because that's when I was able to think of it in, in context. I was like, okay, yeah, I could definitely see. Just it's it's like okay, weird picturing him as a fullback. <laughs> <laughs> he just seems like a small person, low to the ground. Yo, this. I guess that's all you need. Taj, Taj Maori of smart guy fame. When I was in college, because I went to Florida and um, um, and so we're a historically black school. We were playing. Uh, I wasn't playing, but like my school was playing. Damn, what school did he go to? Ah, uh, it escapes me. Ah, uh, it escapes me right now. But oh, Savannah State. He went to Savannah State. Did he play? He played. He was a retired. Yeah. He was a retired. He was a returner. Yeah. Taj Mahal, he was playing as a returner. And that young, I was like, yo, this is nuts. Like, this is crazy. Because it's, I mean, he's still yay high, but he's out there scooting around. You know, if I had money when I was young, I mean, at the time, I guess it's different because you don't know everything. But, like, yeah. if I had money when I was young, there's no way I'd be doing anything where I got hit. <laughs> no. I would just, I would, I would be in better shape because I could afford to be. Yeah. I would just be I would just be like, no, don't touch me. I have people who will touch you if you touch me. Like, I don't like being hit. So no. I liked it then, but like, I'm, I think about it now, and I'm like, why did I do that? There's no way that was good. 
No rec league rugby if you're a child star? I, I did that as myself, and it was terrible. I can't imagine <laughs> doing it. It was an overrated experience. Dude, if, I, if I had any money, there's no way I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't think there's any sport I would do if I had money, which almost makes it more impressive that athletes still play sports after they get their first paycheck. Well, now they just get more money. That's true. Yeah. All, all of a sudden, you buy a house where you need that much money to pay for it. Yeah. Like, I mean, all right, I guess I have to do this one more time. You think about the way that rookie scale contracts work. It's like you make like like $4 million for four years, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, you make $20 million a year to play basketball now? Fuck yeah, I'll do that either. I think two just won a, the thrill of competition, and then also just like – why get a real like put off getting a real job as long as you can? Like yes, you see all these people like Mike Piazza has a car dealership and like all these things where it's like I, I need to do something now. So like yeah, you might as well put it off. You're right. Yeah, yeah like so Tom Brady trying to play Tweets Fifty seems absurd, but at the same time, it's like what's he gonna do afterwards? Just kiss his son on the mouth for a living? <laughs> like so uncomfortable. <laughs> So uncomfortable. And I came from a very affectionate household, but not that affectionate. No one should come from a household that affectionate. No. No. That's a money thing, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if I had that I thought, much money, I would just hire someone to kiss my son. Yo. Say goodnight to my boy. <laughs> I thought that amount of money was like, the, how much money do you think you have to be like an air kisser? Like, for that to be your standard greeting, too. I think you just have to be a germaphobe. Okay. I'll buy that. Which is also a money thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> either, is either you're thing. too poor or you're too... <laughs> can't afford not to shake yeah, hands. Either you're really exposed to germs or you like having so much money that you're like, I don't want to be exposed to germs. I want to live with this as much as I can. I feel like I should be more of a germaphobe. I don't know. I, I work with kids. I don't have a choice. I, uh, I just have to deal with it. It just... Kids do gross stuff all the time. All the time. You just have to wash your hands and you're fine. Oh, we're we're getting towards the end of this. Um, I want to ask you what you think of the Pistons this season. Uh, I'm not going to pretend like I can give an informed decision, but the fact that uh, they picked up Iso Joe, I'm hoping he could turn back the clock. Dre Drummond is, uh, I think he's coming up on a contract year, and he's been getting a lot of people have been on his head pretty heavy. So uh, it'd be nice to see him do his thing, and I'm, I'm definitely a, a, a fan of my man Blake Griffin. So I hope they're able to do something. It's gonna be hard trying to come out the East, and I mean, just the way they're constructed, from what I can like, from what I can understand, is it's gonna be hard for them to leap from where they are. But uh, you know, we'll see if anybody can get them get them going. Is Dwayne Casey? So I I like Dwayne Casey a lot. He's such a such a good coach. I I like Iso Joe. I was like bummed that the Sixers didn't because I I saw the news that they brought him in for uh like a like a workout or something. Yeah, and I got real fucking excited. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was cool. So Ooh. we got like Furkan Korkmaz back. Yeah, that's that didn't that didn't that didn't get to, that didn't move the meter for y'all the same way. No. What about the Ben Simmons uh workout? Uh, open gym shooting does that did it's, that I, I feel like it's deceptive in its own you're not seeing anything else that's happening yeah. but it is still encouraging it's encouraging for me because it's like okay at least he's like taking this shit seriously I got after you. like yeah. two two years of him just being like I'm not gonna shoot I'm not gonna shoot <laughs> you would like see him shoot in warm ups too like that's the crazy like he shoots threes yeah like so he was clearly putting it up but he just like wouldn't do it. Yeah, he has the range. The, the accuracy, they're not all going in by any stretch, but like he has the range. He's so good. Like, I, it's a he, serviceable shot. If they're going to do anything, they, he needs to take them. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for the Embiid-Drummond matchups this oh year. God, I saw the best. I saw that uh, Embiid lost 25 pounds. Yes, he did. Oh, really? Yeah. I just heard that today. Yeah. I also heard the J.J. Redick criticism that the Sixers didn't do enough team dinners. You're like, All right, oh, man, camaraderie. I guess you got to run away to New Orleans and then have a team <laughs> dinner with Zion. All right, buddy. Go, go nuts. <laughs> it, but they do the, the uh, team like breakfast meeting, 
presentation. I want to go to one have of you, have, Did you hear about this? No, what happened? Uh, the Sixers do this thing, uh, like, once a month, uh, a player will make a presentation about anything they want. Seriously? Yeah, so, like, Robert Covington brought in his pet snake. So good. Full-on, um, like, PowerPoint, like, oral presentation about Anything, anything you want. Yeah. yeah, apparently Ben Simmons did one about Australian wildlife. JJ Reddick did one about simulation theory. I feel like Ben Simmons doing that is just like taking one from his elementary school days and just being like, these guys weren't there. They don't know I've characterized <laughs> this for myself. <laughs> Gotta assemble yourself sometime. If y'all were in front of the group, what do you think you would present on? Well, if my history is any indication, it would be Jackie Robinson because I've done Every project and paper and oral report on Jackie Robinson. Nice. I know so much about him. It would just be one of those, like, I don't want to do this, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. I just think I know everything about already. I'd bring my cats. <laughs> oh, I, thought, I, thought, I thought they were going to talk this time. For the, for the listeners at home, there was a chance to crack the mic. Every silence you hear is the cat. Yeah, any <laughs> time you hear any silence on this podcast... I'm holding up my cat that is uh, named Bede after Joel Embiid. Shout out to Bede. And uh, trying to get him to talk, but he does. He like he teases. He wants to be a guest, but he doesn't. Maybe someday. I was going to shout out Dario, but I realized the thing I was going to shout out got cut from the episode. <laughs> Dario just straight up interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the he like just had like a hairball almost uh, the other the other day when we were. Oh, for real? It yeah. was a good five-minute break in the episode. I'm like, all right, buddy, that's either do it or don't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know if he did. I didn't see I it. I don't think he did. Yeah. yeah. He just he just wanted to interrupt. Um. Anyway, so uh, we always <laughs> like to <laughs> we always like to end this podcast by asking, uh, you know, like what what you would say like when you dunk on someone, like what what's like the most disrespectful thing you you think you would say. I like that you said when you dunk on someone because yeah. that 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 makes that makes me feel good because I in a world yeah. where it's gonna happen. Hey man, if you can dunk on like a little tyke hoop, you can dunk. Dude. Oh yeah, did y'all yeah. did y'all, <laughs> did y'all ever do that? I know y'all I, talked about that. Did y'all ever do it? I dunked last year. I dunked with like a dodgeball, not a dodgeball, a kickball on an eight foot rim over a child and I felt <laughs> I felt so cool. It's so <laughs> I Does that work? Right yeah. I, I got I got up and I was like, shit, this is gonna go in. And then like I, I tried to do it again and I couldn't. I was like, I should have stopped at one. Oh man. <laughs> you got greedy. Yeah. Because okay. you said you could do a three sixty or one, right? Yeah I can do a three sixty on one. I was playing it was like uh like a family Christmas brunch, like maybe like four years ago. Nice. And uh, some of my cousins have like, you know, like nine year old kids or whatever. Um, so I, yeah, I was like 22 at the time and like a little drunk. <laughs> so I was like, just, I just like didn't give a shit. I had my phone in my pocket and I was just wearing like khakis. Uh, so I, I was just like, you know, like doing spin moves on these kids. <laughs> I, I threw I threw the ball against the backboard, grabbed it, went to just like fucking yam it on my cousin's nine year old. I dunked. I connected on the dunk, but my phone like fell out of my pocket and just shattered. And the worst part it was I had just replaced the screen like a week before. Oh, oh man. man, sacrifices for dunks. Was it, worth it was it? worth it. Dude. Oh, <laughs> All right, so before we actually it sounded like it was worth it. I, I want to put out to the world that I would love to do get a, get a net like that, put it all the way up, so it would be like seven feet tall or whatever. Yeah, and do just a standing dunk contest. <laughs> like if you jump, you lose, but like you can do all types of shit. It has to have a flow. If you stop moving, you lose. I would love to do that. It'd be so weird and dumb. If anybody wants to participate, I will get that together. Would you dunk, Would you jump over a model Kia for that? I might, yeah. That actually might I, bring that in. I would do that. I'll get a little kid to be married. <laughs> <laughs> bring in props. Yeah, if if you have props, you can jump over them. <laughs> <laughs> There's an exception to the rule. All right, so John, what would you say after I dunked on somebody? I say, get some, then flex on them. Nice, nice. That's a good. That's it. Move. It's uh, very, very powerful, very dominant. 
Appreciate that, man. This was a. Uh, I'm intimidated by the moment. Yo, y'all, <laughs> y'all funny, man. This was a. Uh, this was dope, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. I appreciate you coming on, dude. Awesome, this was fun. My John, Detroit player. Detroit player, player, player. I spell it the way the city is spelled: D E T R O I T. Player is spelled with a bit of flair, or flair. Um, God. P L P L A I R Detroit player. It's worth it. Go do it. That's our show. Goodbye. Thank Peace. You.